Hello and welcome back to I Hate Golf. It's awesome, a podcast presented by Eat Golf. My name is Caleb Eberly, and sitting across the extra long table today is the star of the show, Mark Eberly. How's it going? Glad to be here. Anytime we're in air conditioning this time of year, it's a great day. It's, it's, it's a little toasty in here, but definitely not as bad as it is on the other side of the window. Um, we are recording today at Spessard Holland Golf Course down in Melbourne Beach. Uh, getting some work done. Going to hopefully have some time to play a little bit of golf before it starts raining this afternoon. Um, I suggested playing golf first, but you were adamantly against that. Yeah, I'd probably be brain dead. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to function after playing today. Well, this is like the fourth or fifth take we've done so far. So apparently I'm already brain dead. Um, I can't blame that one on the heat. Um, partially to blame because we haven't done one of these in a while. We've been pretty busy just kind of uh, kind of doing some of the other stuff that we don't don't post about as much. But it's been a it's been a busy six weeks, four weeks, something like that. I, I really don't know. I think it's been it's been over a month since we've done a done an episode of this. Yeah, it's but been four or five weeks. Yeah, so it's it's been a while. But we are going to be back on a regular schedule here. Starting, <laughs> <laughs> you can't laugh when I say that. I I mean it. We're we're going to be doing a new episode. Uh, a new episode will be coming out every Wednesday. So we'll we'll record sometime between Sunday night and Tuesday at eleven fifty nine. So that'll give me enough time to edit and get it out on Wednesday afternoons or Wednesday late morning. Hopefully, I'm I'm scared to put an exact time on it, but just sometimes Wednesday it'll show up in your in your feed if you subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or all the other podcast apps they have out there. Um, so. We had a golf tournament this weekend. Golf is still back. Golf has not been been canceled. There's been some positive tests, but they've kind of pushed through, and we're still having tournaments. Um, the Memorial, John Rom, Ram, Rom, Rom. That too, Rom, yeah. yeah. He won it. Um, did you watch much? Any? Um, a little bit. You Once know. it got a little stretched there as far as it looked like a lock. It's yeah. like, although I did turn it back on, and I watched him chip in on 16 which was kind of like okay that's it so i think that's when i stopped again watching well it's easy to do when you're allowed to cheat (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't really think he cheated and if he did i don't really care it was a great shot and it didn't matter if he did yeah exactly that's that's the ultimate flex (laughs) being able to cheat and still win technically if you get a penalty you haven't cheated. Well, okay. I was using that very loosely. I don't actually think he's a cheater. I'm not going to go on the record and say he's a cheater. It was, it was just a a. Um, it was a tough situation. That 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 rough looked really thick. It looked really terrible. My wrist hurt looking at it. Well, if he would have if he would have done that in 1898, it wouldn't have been cheating because no one, including himself, would have seen it. So, well, there had been no camera. It didn't happen. They had that, a really tight camera shot on that. It was they do that a lot now. They're, yeah, they're hoping for something. Well, isn't isn't kind of part of it supposed to be that like it's not cheating if it's something that the eye wouldn't actually see? I mean, there's no way anyone's going to see that. There's there's the worst set of rules in the history of the world are golf rules. <laughs> And they're trying to condense them, but they're still pretty much over the top. No one understands the rules. They complain people don't play by the rules. You can't play by the rules. Yeah. It's unless you're going to go, you have to get an associate's degree in golf rules to be able to know what's going on. Well, that brings up probably the my favorite part of uh, of the tournament was watching DeChambeau take a 10 on, is it 15? Yeah, the par 5. I missed yeah. that one. Yeah. I saw a couple 
Oh, low, low lights. Up I was watching it live, and it, I was just glued to the TV. I was I was doing things on my computer, and as soon as he as he finished the hole, I realized that I had just been typing on my computer, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was just glued to the TV. That was that was so much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, even yeah, yeah, two, three, five, seven score uh, or officials come over, and it's like it seems like they had an idea of the rules, but I I don't know how you remember all those rules. They're just my understanding is he many. still didn't agree with them. After the ruling, oh yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe he wasn't going to agree with them until he heard what he wanted to hear. But I don't know. There's, there's, there's too many rules. It's just, but yeah, it's again. My point is that's the issue with the rules. It's, it's here's the rule, and everyone says okay. When you say here's the rule, and there's still room to negotiate within yeah. that rule, that's kind of odd. I mean, you know, in football, it, it's like. If you're out of bounds, you're out of bounds. Yeah. It's real simple. Yeah. Um, even if they miss it, it's still out of bounds. Yeah. If if uh, if a player catches a pass and the other team strips it away and returns it for a touchdown, it's a touchdown. Unless you're uh, you're playing for Clemson. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had that one pen up because I accidentally watched the replay of that game that other day, the other day. You need to watch Frozen. That was the uh, let it go. That was, that was the first time I'd watched it in uh, six months since it's been. So I was not having a good day. Um, anything else you want to recap? I mean, we missed a lot of tournaments and being gone for a while, obviously with the winning in Detroit, Morikawa won last week at Muirfield. Any, well, it's, I, I watch Muirfield every year if I get a chance because, you know, being from Ohio and having played the golf course, it's just really, really so much fun to watch that golf course because yeah. you know, the condition of it. The thing that struck me this year, in fact, I was talking to a friend on the phone while it was on, and I was shocked. I don't remember what hole, maybe 11. The little It used to be a little stream that would meander along the left side. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like it's been connected to the Erie Canal system. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And I know he changes something almost every year. Yeah. But it's just, and then I started looking at pictures and old pictures. And it's yeah. like, it's almost a completely different golf course. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I just wouldn't want to be a member there. And it's like, well, you can only play 15 holes this month yeah. because the other three are being redone again. Yeah. Well, they 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 had the extra drama of having the grounds crew in there tearing up what was six green while they were still playing the back nine. That was that was very dramatic. It was, it was done well for done for effect. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for the guys that had to stay out there just for the camera shot. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of been golf. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to have golf back. Um, obviously the other sports are kind of coming back this week. Baseball officially starts on Thursday. It's, it's, it's definitely one thing I noticed is I've watched, I've watched two or three games since baseball has been back with their kind of like extended spring training. I think they're calling it summer camp. It's way more jarring. Yeah, that's, that's what they're calling it. That's I, I read the logo. Um, it's way more jarring seeing an empty baseball stadium than it is seeing an empty golf course because you're, you're used to kind of seeing like, at least if you play golf, you're used to seeing kind of a more wide open course, but, but seeing, just the cutouts they're putting behind home plate at some places. I think they're doing it at Dodger Stadium. It's it's just it's way more strange seeing that, and it, and it's kind of a testament to that the fact that golf was the first one back uh, outside of whatever obscure sport you're going to throw at me. You threw one at me last time. It was like thumb wrestling or something. I don't remember what it was, but oh NASCAR, yeah, same thing as the thumb wrestling. I, I do want to find out 
whose family member works for the PGA Tour in charge of the gallery ropes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have 10 officials and 15 scorers on the golf course, and they're still putting up gallery ropes. I, I just, that one, I just don't get it all. Yeah, that's a that's a contract that is definitely being honored. So <laughs> good, good for whoever has that contract. The other thing I did notice talking about sports starting again, was it the Yankees or the Mets Stadium? That had cardboard people yeah. sitting in yeah, that seat. Yeah. Oh, it's not Chase Stadium anymore. What's it? City Field. Yeah. The Mets and Do- Dodgers like, are doing it too. That's well, just. I actually saw <laughs> uh, the Red Sox are doing it. And it's actually it's 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 not a total ripoff because it's going to charity. But I think it's for five hundred dollars. You can get a cardboard cutout of yourself on the Green Monster, but you also get two tickets to a game next season, and it all goes to charity. So that's I, I don't know if I if I was a Red Sox fan, I would think about it. If I had five hundred bucks to throw at charity or throw away, whatever you're, whatever you want to think well, of that. Why don't you just give the five hundred bucks to charity? Yeah, because you get you get to be on the Green Monster. It's it's a once in a lifetime well, opportunity. I'd rather really be. I'd rather really have the cardboard cut out behind the dugout. Yeah, watching the Mets game. Well, oh no, what it is is if you um, if your cardboard cutout gets hit by a home run ball, they send you the ball. That was the, the cool part of it. The only thing worse than them doing that is you knowing they do it. That's frightening. <laughs> I gotta get off Twitter. <laughs> I spend way too much time on Twitter. All right, so next week is the 3M Open um, at TPC Twin Cities. I don't know really anything about this tournament. Are you excited to watch it? Are you not going to watch it at all? Uh, frankly, it's been kind of, like I said, if it wasn't for Muirfield and watching that, I probably wouldn't yeah. watch much. It's just kind of flat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and not, not a reflection of the tournament or the PGA Tour or anything. It's just... There's so much stuff going on that are it's right now in your life. It's yeah. like it's hard to really get excited about that for me at least. Yeah. You know, we're running a golf course trying to make sure everyone's safe and enjoying themselves. It's like that kind of falls way down my list watching a tour event. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people are enjoying it and that's fine. Yeah. Well, since you are looking forward to this week's event so much, let's go ahead and make a pick. Do you want to make a pick? Absolutely. You want to make a pick blind or you want to know some odds? Um, Give me a few odds. All right. So the leader is Dustin Johnson at plus 1,100. Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood, and Finau are all plus 1,400. So that's... You got Matthew Wolf sitting right there, fifth best. So you got got top five at least. Oh. Oh. That's not... I don't think top five is going to give me someone middle of the road, middle of the road. Um, man, I really should have had this prepared in advance. I guess I could just edit this, but you know, that sounds like more work. Banter for a second while I try to find someone who's, who's the other kid that's, that's been in the top 10, 15 that came out with Wolf from Fitzpatrick. No, can't think of who he is. I don't. I don't pay that much attention. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't either. Probably. Well, this is this is just kind of dead air at this point. Let's go with uh, Ben Taylor at plus fifty thousand. Yeah. Is that is that who you want to lock in for the week? It's that, uh, I I'll pass on that one. Tom Lehman is plus a million. I think hometown boy. Yeah. So Stuart Sink plus fifteen thousand. 
No. No picks? Stewart's not going to make it. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make my pick for for the week. I think Finau is actually going to get it done this week. You go ahead and make your pick, and then I'll, I'll pick mine. Finau had a chance going into Sunday and just kind of uh, kind of fell, uh, fell apart. The curse of the Puerto Rico Open returned. Um, yeah. I think I – th- looking at this list, there's no one that really jumps out to me. So he, he had the hot hand for, for – two and a half days basically so i'm gonna go with Finau at plus 1400 you make your pick yet i'm really close to making my pick i am so close it's unbelievable how close i am we're running out of tape yeah we don't use tape anymore in case you don't know <laughs> but people i understand still use that term i will go ahead and tell you that this is a great chance to uh to stop what you're doing um if you are not driving right now give us a follow on social media at eat golf uh you can also find us on facebook um facebook.com slash eat golf usa i'm sorry my voice cracked there um i don't really know why we had to put eat golf usa apparently there's another eat golf out there somewhere really yeah so um yeah Give us a follow on there. You can find all of, all of this information on the website. That's eke.golf. That's eke.golf. No .com after that or anything. And you can always subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search Eke Golf or search I Hate Golf. It's awesome. You have your pick? I do, if he's playing. If he's playing. Captain America, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed? Is he playing? You're going to pick him again? I don't know. Let's look on the odds. No, he's not playing. He's not playing? He's not on the odds. And wow. I doubt he's worse than... Actually, he might be worse than plus a million. How about up there? Is Billy Horschel playing? Uh, Billy who? You're really bad at this. No, he's not playing. Wow. That's what I told you. I started, I started looking at the list, well, and I, no one's really jumping in. No one, no one's oh, here we go. Week. Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. Is he actually playing? Nope. Are you serious? <laughs> What is this a mini tour event? Or I mean, what? I mean, I, this is a pretty long list of odds. Um, That's bizarre. I'm, I might be wrong. Um, Bob Watson, Max Hama, Brandon Grace. Yeah, that's that's just that can't be possible. Are you really going to make me look it up? This is becoming a very terrible segment. Gary Woodland, 3M Open. I'm just going to Google it. Is he playing? Gary Woodland wins U.S. Open. That's an old article. Is Fowler playing? This would be the event he could win. Fowler is again. I don't know if this is a complete list of odds. You're just picking everyone who is not playing. You've not picked a single person. Well, you're asking me who I would pick to win, so... Well, I expected you to kind of know who was going to play. Well, that's a tournament a lot of them skip. I do realize that. Yeah. Yeah. No one's... Anything for me, please? Uh, Is Spieth playing this week? I don't think so. <laughs> he has to be. He has to be skipping. He's not after, playing. Everyone that played back to back at Muirfield's yeah. going to skip. Yeah, he's not playing. Um, Trevino playing in this one. <laughs> I gave you like five names. I only you, picked one of those. Just, just pick. Someone. Okay, number eight on your list. That's that's who's going to win. One, two, three. Four, number eight five, on your list. Six, Who is seven. it? Lucas Glover. There you go. Lucas Great Glover. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was painful. That's how um, I should do it all the time. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, I'm sorry for that. I'm going to do my best to cut that down, but I don't know how much of that I'll be able to cut down. Um, but that's after, how I arrived at my pick. It's, it's valid. 
Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's kind of get into get into some more exciting things. Um, really, just I, I labeled this segment. Talk a little bit about what we've been doing. So if you want to talk a little bit about what we've been doing, I allotted ten minutes for you to do this. If you can oh, keep it me? under that, yeah. Okay. If you, just whatever you want to say about what you. Well, I know we don't talk much about this because it's more of uh, our business side, um, even though it's obviously golf. This is where uh, we've started introducing our EEC system that we've been working on for a couple of years. And my background in golf course operations and ownership, um, I was always frustrated with the tee time sellers, the POS sellers, the barter folks, that they weren't doing at least the golf course I was at any favors. Um, So I didn't use them unless I was actually trapped into it. And I've always advised everyone else to stay away from it. So the problem was always, well, that's great, but what do we do? So we've spent, as you know, the last couple of years when I came to you and said, okay, how do we come up with something that replaces all of this stuff? And that's what we worked on. We put it together. And six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, we just introduced it. Um, golf course in New Jersey that you headed up to and spent almost a week. Then the two golf courses in uh, Brevard County, we put the system in. And so far, everyone absolutely loves it. Um, It's efficient. It's effective. It does everything you need to do. And it literally saves a golf course operation thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, And we now have proof of product to show that. Even though I was convinced that would happen, we can now say, okay, here it's functioning. And yes, it does exactly what we say it was going to do. So that's what we've been working on. And again, um, just my approach, we're golf people. That's what I tell everyone. We're not, we're not in this to try to get 10,000 golf courses. We're trying to get into golf courses that are, are managed by people who understand this and they'd like to make some more money instead of giving it to a third party. So we show them how to do that. So it's kind of just really word of mouth, putting it in here. And it's like, hey, if you know someone, they'd like to talk to us. You know, like we just introduced it to uh, um, someone in Orlando um, yesterday um, through word of mouth. And what we do is we sit down, we explain to them, here's why we did it. And here's how it works and what it will do for you. And we basically just customize a system because I've always taught Every golf course I've ever been at has its own personality. So I've always taught you have to understand that and know how to use it to be able to make that effective. Mm -hmm. So we create and customize a system for a specific golf course. So it fits exactly what that golf course needs. There's no cookie cutter stuff here. Um, It's so cost effective, it's amazing. I mean, that's what... You know, we'll get into the numbers of stuff we're going to talk about later and what's happening with golf. But still, there's so many golf courses teetering on extinction. Yeah. And this is something that can pull them back from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's been exciting for me to see kind of it. it, it this thing that we've been working on for like two years um, kind of finally in existence. I mean, it existed for us because we had spent so long setting it up and working out some of the kinks with it and stuff. But until you, until you actually get it 
in somewhere. You don't know a hundred percent how it's going to work. I mean, I, I was a hundred percent confident going into it that it would work, but it's just kind of the little things that you figure out along the way of in the first, really first 30 minutes of having it set up that, that we're able to see now that that was, that was pretty exciting. It, it was, it's cool kind of having it in the two courses down here and then having it way up in New Jersey. Um, that was, that was fun for me to get to go up there and, and put it in, but it's just, it's, two completely well three completely different properties and and it's it's working it's working well at all of them so that's it's it's been fun to be able to do that and it's kind of caused a little bit of a dip in the content we've been putting out so that's kind of been a bummer for me because that's what i like doing the most is making content and stuff like that but it's been it's definitely been rewarding being able to kind of help out golf courses and and yeah, just share what, I mean, most of it's your knowledge. I just do the technical stuff. So, I mean, if, if it wasn't for you, all your experience with it, it's like, I wouldn't know that this is something golf courses need. It's like, but when you started talking to, to me about it, it's like, yeah, this is a no brainer. This, right. this can be done easily. Right. Well, and that's what it really came down to is I had seen all this other stuff introduced to golf that was designed basically to give the golfer a discount. And it's like, that's great, but that's really not helping the golf course. And the golf course, that's what was struggling. So from behind the counter where I was at, it's like, what can we develop that is for the golf course and can accommodate the golfer at the same time? Yeah. So that's what we created. And it, it is. It's, it's kind of exciting to see that it's like, hey, this works. And just as important... It's helping golf courses yeah. be more effective yep. and financially successful as well, which yeah. is critical. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I didn't want to really turn this into kind of like an ad for us because this isn't really even something that we really kind of promote that we do. But if, if you are interested in something like that, if you're a golf course operator, you manage a course, just, just reach out to us on the website and, and get in contact. We don't, we don't really put all that information out there or anything like that, but, but yeah, didn't, didn't want to turn that into a big, big ad. Um, just kind of want to update one of the main reasons why we haven't been putting stuff. Why you haven't been doing your job? (laughs) Wow. You totally just ruined my segue. I was going to segue into saying that that was not supposed to be an ad into us taking a break to hear from our sponsor for the week. I totally just messed up that. (laughs) You just totally messed me up. We're going to take a break. Quick, quick, uh, quick Quick break. break, Quick break. This episode of I Hate Golf It's Awesome is sponsored by Golf Brevard. Golf Brevard is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that formed for one purpose, preserving public golf in Brevard County, Florida. With Spessard Holland at Melbourne Beach and the Habitat at Valcaria, Golf Brevard provides two unique golf courses with challenges for even the most experienced golfer and the opportunity for someone just coming to the game. For more information about Golf Brevard and to book your tee times today, visit them on the web at brevard.golf. That's B-R-E-V-A-R-D dot G-O-L-F. And we are back. So the main topic I wanted to bring to the table today is the boom of the golf industry and how that's relating to, I mean, basically everything shut down except for golf in most states, I would say. Obviously, some states it, it did shut down for a little while, but but compared to a lot of businesses, a lot of other sports and events, golf is kind of one of the few things that survived the whole lockdown and everything. So just kind of want to get your thoughts on why you think golf courses are doing well 
if you think golf courses are doing well right now and what that might mean for golf in six months, 12 months, 18 months down the road further? Well, I, it, to me, a lot of it was, for example, at Illinois shut down everything. Golfers mm-hmm. drove across the state line, started playing golf in Indiana. Yeah. So all of a sudden, golf courses are busier than what they were used to. Um, so I, I think situations like that, plus what else were you going to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, if anyone played golf at all, it's like, well, here's an opportunity to play golf and be outside. Yeah. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. But I mean, I knew we were going to talk about this, so I, I looked up National Golf Foundation to see what the real statistics were, and pretty much haven't changed. Really? Um, 44% are flat. Mm-hmm. 44% have improved a little bit, and 12% have gone backwards. Really? So it's pretty close to the stats. The flat number is probably a little better than what it was mm-hmm. because, you know, in fact, personally, I know a couple of golf courses that they're like, they think they're better operators all of a sudden because they got more play. Yeah. And they're not willing to accept that it's like, no, it's like that's one of the few options people have now. Yeah. And they need to brace themselves for, well, I guess we could almost say if we get past this now, yeah. <laughs> the way it's dragging on. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't think it's, I, you know, every, a lot of people are talking about, wow, this has really been great for golf. And, yeah, some areas it has, but I don't think it's really going to be a dramatic change um, because I go back to the core issues of what are the problems with golf, and those core issues haven't been changed. Well, what are some of those core issues that you see? Well, the core issues, um, golf hasn't really hasn't really done a good job of attracting golfers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, and I've been at golf courses where, you know, the big deal was as older golfers die off you're not seeing the 30 year olds replacing them mm-hmm. um so golf has 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 waned a little bit in a lot of areas and, and you know that's that's a reflection of the statistics that have been around for a long time about golf now mm-hmm. um in fact the speculation is you know golf was booming 30 million golfers they're projecting 50 million golfers and everyone's building golf courses and all of a sudden, we're probably back to 22 million golfers. Yeah. So something went wrong. Yeah. Um, and to me, I, you know, personally, I think a lot of it was the arrogance of the golf business um, and thinking, hey, we're so good. I put a key in my door. People are going to show up. Yeah. That didn't happen. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things. And, you know, again, I've been involved in junior golf my entire life. So I've seen the transition to where... Eh, we'd rather not have you here with the kids. We don't need them. We don't want to be bothered. Then when the great golf depression hit, it's like, well, sure, bring some kids out. We, you know, we'd like to see them. Then the golf picks up a little bit. It's like, again, you feel like you're kind of in the way and a nuisance. And and golf courses haven't been really good about developing junior golfers. And you've heard me say this many times. It's like, sure, the kids that are golf family members that they all play golf and mom and dad play golf the kids that go out there and play all the time and they get good yeah that market's always going to be there it's attracting the family that's not playing golf how do you do that and frankly that's where golf has failed yeah it's never appealed to people and i don't i don't think it's because of cost expense because i think golf is is a very I think it's a very affordable activity. 
because you don't have to join the country club. There's municipal golf courses. It's like, you know, we let kids play here free with mom or dad if they're playing. If they come out and walk by themselves, they play for five bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, and we have all kinds of programs that we create. And there are golf courses that are doing that. Yeah. Um, it's just not across the board. Well, so would you say that you think kind of more, um, it's more the the stigma around golf of being kind of a more expensive, more elite, the country club idea. Do you think that keeps people away the kind of perceived cost of golf and not the actual cost of golf? Oh, absolutely. Not only that, the perception of the game itself, Mm -hmm. um, I think has that stigma attached to it Mm -hmm. of it's kind of this elitist activity that is so expensive. I would never bother doing it. Or, you know, I, I can remember you know, we were working class poor. When we showed up at the golf course, they're looking at us like we're rubes. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a brand new public nine hole golf course, so they had no problem taking our three bucks. Yeah. Um, three and, bucks, wow. Yeah, really. <laughs> to play nine holes walking. Um, and I, in fact, I think I, a junior, I played for a dollar and a quarter. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> but it's, you know, that's the thing is, I don't think the golf world has presented there's golf at all in all all aspects of the spectrum anywhere in there you can participate in golf you know you don't have to go buy the 150 pair of slacks and the 500 driver you can go out the local golf course and have fun with a set of used golf clubs that you spent 40 bucks on uh wearing your jeans and a t-shirt and enjoy it yeah and that's where the snobbery has come in you know dress codes and and I understand that, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I've I've run golf courses where I've had people have come to me and said, "Why are you letting people play dress like that?" Yeah. Well, it's like they're not naked. Yeah. You know, they've got clothes on. <laughs> yeah. And they're having fun. Why is that bothering us? Yeah. So there's a lot of issues like that, and it comes back to traditional concepts. Yeah. You know, and on the other end of the spectrum, what really bothers me is you see all this new golf stuff that to me has no value. It's like, you know, the single rider, it looks like a motor scooter with your golf clubs on it and the and the boards you ride. It's like, come on, really? You think that's yeah. going to do it? That appeals to that market that's already there. Yeah. That's not going to draw anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of, I get stuck in the... Not not the mindset, but just the habit of just because I've been around golf for so long and been at golf courses so much of my life. It's like I still feel kind of weird when I dress a little bit more casually going to play golf. It's like in and, and, and I'm not talking about jeans and a T-shirt, but just even having my shirt untucked while right. I play. Like I feel right. I, I, I know that even the places that I'm playing that that's totally fine. And there's someone on the next tee box and in jeans and boots. And it's like I know it's fine there, but I still kind of get sucked into that mindset of like, I'm used to being around this where you have to dress like this and that's how I should be. It's like, I remember when I was working carts at Palencia and I was driving back from Jacksonville. Um, I wanted to stop and pick up my, my paycheck, but I had jeans on. And it's like, I went, I walked kind of tried to walk in the back door to grab my paycheck and they yelled at me for having jeans on. It's like, <laughs> they made me go down to the cart barn and wait while they brought it down. It's like, I was never going to do that again, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's well, I, I still have that cringe factor inside because you know that's I learned right away as soon as I could afford that stuff that's what you did you had to do it yeah if you wanted to fit in and that's still there it's like I said it's like I still my initial internal reaction is like oh my gosh what are you doing and then it's like what's the big deal in fact I can still remember in Orlando in Orlando Florida the golf course I could tell people the name of the golf course they would know it I a friend invited me to play there nice upscale semi-private golf course on the little door to the golf shop they had posted a sign if you're wearing your hat backwards you're not welcome here <laughs> and I thought wow really and so it's like and I understand it's kind of, it sets an attitude but it's like Big deal. Yeah. You know, I've always said, if you're over 25, why are you wearing your baseball hat backwards? <laughs> you know, it's it's that point where it's like, let's, let's get past. But it's it's okay. And it was funny because I got in the pickup truck yesterday with the windows down, and my hat was blowing around. So I'm laughing as I turned it backwards <laughs> so it wouldn't blow off. And I'm thinking, wow, how hypocritical. <sighs> but it's like, the funny thing is, today, that golf course is closed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like we hold on to that stuff, and it's like, why? Yeah, I don't get it. Well, now I know. Uh, now I want to know what golf course it was. <laughs> I'm serious. Windermere Country Club. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone from Windermere Country Club is listening to us right now. No, and, they're not. And in if, fact, if, there's if, nobody there. If, if, um, if, the architect if, was a good friend of mine, Ward Northrop. Yeah. Um, he built it and ran it for him for a couple of years when it started years and years ago. So, I always know a golf course like that. If I'm connected some way. It's always like, ah, oh, really? You closed? Yeah. That's a Ward Northrop golf course. Yeah. Well, with with uh, with your description of that sign, the the last two words, country club, weren't a weren't a big shock <laughs> there. So, um, yeah, going back to what you what you said earlier about how it doesn't seem like there's a lot of there's not a lot of new people coming into golf. That's kind of one thing that I've realized is I've kind of found more people to play with. It's a lot of guys around my age, mid to late twenties and stuff like that. And it's, it's not really guys that are going to play golf for the first time. It's they played golf as a kid or they played right. in high school or right. in college or anything like that. And then they took some time away and now it's like they have a little bit more time. They have a little bit more money. They can, right. they can, uh, they can afford to really the bigger part is probably the time they have jobs where they can go play golf right. afterwards and stuff like that. And it's, it's, they're coming back to the game, but they're not coming to the game for the first time. Right. And that's, that's, I mean, how, how do you, What's what's the solution to that? How do that's, you get more that's people? That's a plus. I mean, obviously, the golf industry needs that yeah. as people leave, and then they find out. Well, I'm 28. I'm 32. I probably shouldn't be playing a lot of basketball anymore yeah. or softball <laughs> anymore. Um, so, what do I do? And it's like the great thing about golf is, yeah, it kind of feeds that competitive spirit yeah. you had when you were younger. Yeah, you know. And, and the nice thing about it is. It's it's against yourself. Yeah. You know, that's the really key that golf hasn't highlighted. It's like we're talking about and it, we started to do it at the junior level. It's like, that's great, but you've got to play in this tournament. How'd you do in that tournament? What'd you shoot? It's like really and, and I've always been an advocate of teaching the kids, this is a great activity to improve yourself. You're compete it doesn't matter what he shoots or it's about what you're doing. And guess what? Your input is going to create the output. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you. 
So that's always been the attitude. It's like, yeah, the, it, it really is challenging. Golf courses, and you know I've always taught this to golf courses, stop being a golf course. Yeah. Start being a part of your community. Yeah. It's like the golf pro, the general manager, should be out there speaking to groups, you know, talking about, hey, this is what we do, and it's fun. Come mm-hmm. out and see it. You know, it, there's nobody out there inviting people to play golf. Yeah. And guess what? Nobody comes. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, people kind of slap a couple Facebook ads up and they think they're reaching out to their community. They think they think stuff like traditional marketing, they think that stuff is kind of getting out in the community. Where it's like what you're talking about isn't even marketing. It's not advertising. It's it's becoming part of the community. Right. Well, and it's like people call here for golf lessons, and I don't have a lot of time to teach individual lessons. I try to still do some kids stuff. Mm-hmm. But if if they want to get a lesson from me, what gets my attention is, hey, I want to get started playing golf. It looks pretty neat. I'm going to make time for that person as opposed to the guy that's calling me, and I'm a I'm a nine handicap, and I'd like to get to five. Yeah, I I really don't, and it's nothing against that, and that's that's great, and that's part of golf. But I'm more attracted to hey, let me get that new person and show them how much fun this can be, and get them started so they can enjoy it. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't know, six months ago here, I started doing the free golf Fridays, where I would block off an hour, and you could get a ten minute lesson. Yeah. And a bunch of beginners showed up. And in 10 minutes, I could give them something that would make golf more fun for them. Yeah. But yet, who do we talk about as the golf instructors and the golfers? It's always, wow, who's teaching Tiger now? Yeah. Or who's teaching Rory now? That's, that's what we always talk about. And it should be, who's bringing people to the golf course? Yeah. That's... That's what allows Tiger to be Tiger. Yeah. You know, you've heard me talk about this. It's like, I'm so old, I remember when Tiger started on the tour. Yeah. You know, I still remember when he played at uh, Scarlet, Ohio State, in the tournament. It was a big draw there when he was with Stanford. Mm-hmm. So when he came out, it's like, oh, Tiger's going to change the world. He's going to pull all these people into golf. It didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people kind of weirdly blame Tiger for that. They, they kind of put this emphasis on he was supposed to change the game and stuff. And and I think he's, I mean, he's most people my age's favorite golfer for sure. But, I mean, he didn't have a responsibility to change the game. Golf kind of put that on him and said, here, take this, change golf, bring more people to golf. Yeah, golf didn't change. It, yeah. was, it was still, it was golf with Tiger. Yeah. They had a new great player. They mm-hmm. had the new Jack Nicklaus. It Golf really didn't change at the grassroots level. It's just like, you know, you've heard me talk about one of my pet peeves is golf clothes. Yeah. It makes me crazy. It's like, oh, wow, did you see the guy on tour this week? He wore a striped shirt instead of the solid one. You know, they all have the same slacks. They all have the same shirts. It's like, and I can remember that first year when Nike signed Tiger. We're going to revolutionize Revolutionize, revolutionize, <laughs> gonna, revolutionize! I got it. They're going to make it <laughs> Revolutionize the way people dress and play golf. Yeah. Gonna, they, they came out. They did cargo shorts and they did different things. And within eighteen months, their clothes looked just like everyone else, yeah. and nothing changed. Yeah. Um, again, why? Those traditional golfers—they weren't going to buy that stuff. That's not golf. Yeah. And they didn't. They weren't willing to commit to pull people in 
to make that work. Yeah. So the easy way out was, well, let's just do what everyone else is doing and get our market share. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the kind of revolutionary thing. Is it's a different print pattern or something like that. Yeah. It's it's but it's the same polo. It's like, yeah, the same old stuff. Yeah, which I mean, it's fine. It's it's obviously working for Nike, so they're going to keep doing whatever is working. Um, so what what do you what do you see golf the golf industry for golf courses? being like in 12 months assuming that i don't know by spring we're kind of if not totally out of this mostly back to normal i know that's that's a big if because there's there's no way to put a timetable on when things are going to be totally back to normal golf is going to be right back to where it was when this started yeah the struggling golf courses i think the number was 52 percent were either losing money or barely breaking even Mm -hmm. it's going to go right back to that number and it might go higher i don't know because again the core issue hasn't been attacked yeah it's unless you're bringing in if you're losing golf population by age every year what happens if you're not pulling in new golfers yeah it's just that's just the reality of the numbers game and it's it they're they still don't know how to appeal to bring those people to the table. And that's the one thing that no one is attacking. Like I said, they came after us like, oh, junior golf, junior golf. It was, if you look around at the, I don't want to give any names, but if you look out the activities, what is it? It's the kids that would be playing golf anyway. It's not, yeah. you know, you're not going into the urban communities or the boys and girls clubs and saying, Hey, and the reason they don't, and I, I think one of the big reasons, it's like, well, if we do that, how are they going to play golf anyways? Yeah. Well, golf courses should be accommodating that. Yeah. You know, lighten up on your dress codes. Teach kids how to respect a golf course. That's your job. Yeah. But nobody wants to do that. They want people to show up and write out a check and go play golf. You know, just like how I kept giving the legal disclaimers for any time I talk about gambling, you your your go to is now is I don't want to give out any names, but then basically naming. Is yeah, like, it's, the thing about it is anyone in the golf business knows yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, and I'm not a fan of any of them, so I don't want to. So I'm not here to beat anyone up. It's just like, no, let's let's show what can. That's what I've always done with the junior program. Here's what you can do. Yeah, you know, people say, oh no, you can't do that. Those kids won't respond. Well, guess what? We did it, and they responded. Yeah, yeah. Um, any any kind of final thoughts about about the golf industry, where or, or what's going on now and stuff? Well, I just I'm I I do have a, a major concern is, and my message recently is because I've been frustrated by this a lot that it's now kind of whispered and even even announced now that. You don't want to be in the golf business. You don't want to own a golf course. You shouldn't buy a golf course. That's the last thing you should do. Um, I disagree with that totally. If you know what you're doing, I think it's a great opportunity to buy a golf course and manage a golf course. The problem is, historically, there's been too many people that didn't know how to manage and operate a golf course in challenging times. Yeah, It's like back in the heyday, you know, you build a golf course, you open the front door, and your parking lot was full, and everyone was a genius. Mm-hmm. Well, when that went away, then you really had to know your business, and you knew what you, you had to know what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And too many people didn't know it. So, mm-hmm. golf courses are closing. 
golf courses, you know, two million dollar golf courses selling for seven hundred thousand dollars, and it's like, oh my goodness, it must be a miserable business to be in. No, it's not. Yeah, and that's what it comes back to. What we're doing to help golf courses, that's one of the things we're targeting. It's like, no, we can help you get past that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you want to buy a golf course, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that's, that's, we don't have enough time to go into that. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we're both kind of crammed against this desk and not very comfortably. So and my metal knees don't do well on this. <laughs> your TSA approved metal knees. Um, So we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of I Hate Golf. It's awesome. As always, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. All the information about Eek Golf is at eek.golf. That's E-K-E dot G-O-L-F. Follow us on social media, stuff like that. Um, Check out our YouTube channel. We're going to be putting out a lot more videos. Um, We do release the podcast as a video. So if if you're driving in the car listening to this right now, hopefully you're on Spotify and not on YouTube. But subscribe subscribe to our youtube channel we're going to be putting out a a good amount of stuff every week so go check that out see if you like it um send your friends there stuff like that um but yeah this has been i hate golf it's awesome and we'll see you next wednesday